The Austin Burton era is about to begin, barring some unforeseen circumstances. And with that, welcome into a Friday episode of Locked On Bruins. Yes, happy Friday, happy almost weekend, happy almost Bruin kickoff at the Rose Bowl on Saturday as UCLA entertains Oregon State, a team that is one and three. My name is Brian Fenley, or at least that's what they call me. You can find me on Twitter at Brian Fenley. That's Brian with a Y. If you have thoughts about Bruin football, and if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you do. If you have anything that demands to be vented, email me about the football team. Any questions you have, I'd be happy to read through and connect with you whatever sort of observations and opinions you have on the team and the status of where they are right now. And then because we are in trying times right now with the program, let's hang in there together. And that's by, you know, hitting that subscribe button, a chance for all of us to, to go through this together and strengthen numbers, right? And ultimately we all want to, to see brighter days in the future. So here's what I have for you on this Friday rundown of Locked On Bruins. I'm going to go over Austin Burton and why I think he's going to be a great fit, not only for this game against Oregon State, but why he might just be the guy. And obviously, I love Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and this is no knock on him. But I do want to point out why I think Burton is bound to excel now that he has his opportunity. Plus, I will go over my keys to the game Several bullet points I have laid out where if they are all accomplished, it will be guaranteed that UCLA will win against Oregon State. And then I'm going to finish off the final segment with a one-on-one interview I had with UCLA volleyball player Mac May. So a heavy dose of football, and then we'll finish off with some volleyball and they've been playing very well. In fact, they just beat that other team from Los Angeles, and I don't even want to mention their name, but I think you get the idea. So let's get right into it. Austin Burton, we presume he's going to be the starter against Oregon State, barring something bodacious happening, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, despite not being a full go at practice this week, nursing an injured knee or leg, I should say, is able to go. So assuming that 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 does not happen last second, let's just say Austin Burden is going to be the guy. Now, before I rave and rant about Austin Burden, I will preface by saying DTR is an amazing talent, and I think big things are ahead for him. But I have been waiting ever so impatiently for Austin Burden to get his chance because I think that's all he needs because I really do think that he's going to make the most of this. And, and why do I say that? I could just be talking fluff right now. Well, first of all, this guy has been basically the bona fide MVP of the last couple spring games. And then what's happened is all of a sudden after the spring games and he shows out, it's like he goes back into hibernation and nobody's talking about him. And we really never hear about him during the season because he's not Dorian Thompson-Robinson and he's not getting playing time. I think, though, that Austin Burton is the best-kept secret on this UCLA football team right now. And I will 
add to that that you should be prepared to be wowed by what this guy is capable of and what you're about to see from him. Think of it like this, and I, I love bringing in metaphors in other arenas of life, if you will. So you got a scientist, and we're going to just put that scientist and make it Chip Kelly. And so you've got a scientist in the lab. He's got all of these ingredients at his disposal, and he's trying to find this antidote. And so it's like Chip Kelly. He's got all these pieces and different guys that he's trying to work together and try to find a winning formula. And at this point, minimal success, right? You know, finding that right option. You've had little breakthroughs, and then you've had setbacks. Nothing sustainable, right, at this point, or at least at this juncture of his tenure. So what does Chip Kelly do, or the scientist in this case? He's forced, because of a Dorian Thompson-Robinson injury, to think outside his original comfort zone and add something different. So voila, he brings in Austin Burton. And the scientist in the lab is about to find out that this is going to be the cure to get this offense out of the rut that it has been in pretty much this whole season, minus the second-half explosion against Washington State where the Bruins scored 50 points in that second half and a win against the Cougs. I am no fortune teller. I am no neighborhood palm reader, although that might be a good second side hustle for me. But what I'm not just predicting... I know is going to happen is that what Burton's going to do when he comes in there against Oregon State on Saturday, he is absolutely going to tear it up. It's going to be like watching a single guy deliver a shot of adrenaline to the team and to the fan base. And I'm calling it right here. I'm going out on a whim and saying this, that this guy is going to reinvigorate and provide a resurgence for UCLA's football team. It's like the morale booster that this offense needed because it's, quite honestly, been stuck in neutral for quite a while now. He's going to get this win. I don't speak so certain a lot of times on this podcast, I, I like to throw out a lot of ideas and let them ruminate in, in your mind, in my mind, but I never take a very hard stance, at least yet, as I kind of get comfortable with this podcast setting. But I am 100% sure that Austin Burton is going to win this game for the Bruins. He's going to carry them to victory, and I have several different details and evidence to back up this point for me. First of all, getting to know his family a little bit and watching him on the practice field, and I've had a chance to to get to know his family and get to know this guy from a football player perspective and then also what he's like off the field. He, in... And just as well, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, again, I have to preface, because he might just have this too. But what I have seen from Austin Burton, he's got this transformative chemical makeup. Like, 
he has the mental skill set, the mental skills to transform a program and elevate the rest of his teammates. So he has the tools mentally. He also has the tools mechanically. And I really do think that this is an opportunity that he's going to get and he's going to hold on to it for dear life. And, and, and trust me, when DTR gets healthy, it's going to put the coaches in a very, very tough spot because you've got DTR and then Austin Burton will be playing so well that they're going to be pulled back and forth as to how to evaluate the quarterback spot and what, honestly, to do and who to start. I think Burton at this point a little bit more polished, a little bit more calm under duress, a little more precise with his throws. He's obviously not going to run it like DTR. That's not Burton's M.O., but I think it sets up well. This is good timing for Burton because the offensive line is starting to make some headway. Duke Clemens at the guard spot has been a nice addition. And Joshua Kelly is playing Solid as well, 127 yards on the ground against Arizona last week. That's going to take some pressure off of Burton to do it all himself, open things up in the passing game. So again, I think the timing is right for Burton. He might just never give up the starting job from here on out. All right, coming up in the next segment, my keys to the game. But first, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout and you'll receive a discount of up to $100. And as you've seen, sports betting has skyrocketed. And whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little or a lot, you can try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites during a week, you can do a parlay, which is perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season nonetheless, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win between the football season, Major League Baseball playoffs, the NBA and the NHL seasons getting going. It is the perfect time to get in the action and join mybookie. If, if you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate the offer. That's promo code ONCOLLEGE, one word, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Turning the dial now to the second segment of Locked on Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. Here is the portion of the show where I'm going to give you my keys to the game, what UCLA must do if they're going to beat Oregon State on Saturday. And first we start with the Beavers' number one receiving threat, Isaiah Hodgins, who is making the case for the NFL draft in 2020. But before he gets that, his numbers this season have been jaw-dropping. 127 receiving yards per game this year. That is Good for fourth in the country. He's got six receiving touchdowns. That is sixth in the nation. If you've seen this guy in any sort of highlight film or hype video, 
He can catch the ball anywhere. His radius is boundless from below his feet, right at his feet, to four feet seemingly above his head. He can catch balls that few people on the face of this earth have any chance of reeling in. This this is how good this guy is. And so if you can hold him to under 100 yards receiving, I, I think that is a, a, a tenant to stopping the Oregon State offense because they've shown signs of sputtering where they will have one good half and then they'll basically be non-existent in another half. But like a, a big catch and run for Hodgins could be what regenerates Oregon State's offense if they get in one of those rut patterns again. So you got to avoid that if you are the Bruins in their secondary, which, by the way, is not playing so well. 129th, they're ranking out of 130 teams. That is the Bruins' pass defense. Another point, forcing turnovers. And specifically more than one. you got to force at least two. Oregon State has given up one turnover all season long. Only Oregon State and Iowa have the pleasure of, of, of having that luxury, which, of course, as you would assume, is the lowest figure in the FBS. Now, UCLA forced zero turnovers last week to Arizona, and Arizona was playing with a true freshman quarterback. There is no tolerance for the Bruins' defense not to come up with at least two turnovers. They need them. They had six of them two games ago. So let's make up for what you didn't get last week. And, ah, I don't know, two to start off at least for UCLA in this one. My final point here is get Demetric Felton out of hibernation. Okay, his usage was very sparse against Arizona last week, and that can't be tolerated as well. So I know there are capable guys at certain positions, and Demetric Felton is kind of at the mercy of how they play. But you've got the Pac-12 leader in all-purpose yardage. You gotta get ways to get him on the field. If you gotta be creative, if you gotta take tight ends out of the game to to use him in the receiving game, and this was something I brought up yesterday on the show, and what Wayne Cook brought up on the Bruin Insider Show back on Tuesday. But Demetric Felton is is someone that is a must on the field, and I know you're only allowed to play with eleven guys at once, but you can't let wasted talent sit on the sidelines I mean that's if you want to win ball games you got to get felt in there as much as humanly possible and we might just see him in ways that are unconventional in this game maybe we see him involved in the receiving game more obviously he's more of a running back this year but he has a history of being a pass catcher no matter what they do I don't care what it is just get him in the game. And even if he's just a holder, no, I'm just kidding. But whatever it takes, get him in the game, and that is going to be leading to fruitful results for UCLA, obviously positive results and a win.
So in summary here, let's get Demetric Felton back into becoming a more regular piece of the offense. Let's force at least two turnovers, and let's hold Isaiah Hodgins to under 100 yards receiving. Those three things happen. The Bruins win, and the score, 35-17 to 17 UCLA. What is your score prediction? Let me know at LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. That's LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. Are you shaking your head at my wide margin for a Bruin victory? Are you in accordance with what I'm thinking? Do you want to debate with me on that? Let me know. Send me an email and would be happy to chat about it. All right, coming up in our final segment, Mac May, my one-on-one interview with the star on the UCLA volleyball team. You've made it to the last segment of Locked On Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. Mac May of the UCLA volleyball team joins us. Mac, you're top 20 in the nation in kills per set, 4.59. Your athleticism is a chart topper as well, but your roots as a ballerina dancer. Yes, I'm bringing this up. How have they contributed to the dominating performance and your skill set on the volleyball court? Uh, well, I was in ballet for about eight years uh, when I was growing up, and my mom was insistent on having me do it because it's great for coordination and balance and all that kind of thing. Uh, actually, like quarterbacks do this for. Um, just like to be better with their footwork and stuff like that. And so my mom um, probably didn't know I was going to be a volleyball player, but she had me do ballet. And in the end, it actually worked out really well because it just like a lot of things transferred over. So Your mom also insisted that she take you six hours. You're from Iowa, mm-hmm. that she would drive you six hours to check out this beach tryout. I think it ended up working for you. Not only are you playing beach at UCLA, but indoor as well. How did that all come about? Um, Yeah, actually, this is um, one of the just like craziest stories. But my like Des Moines from Dubuque is a three hour drive. And uh, she signed me up for this beach tryout, which was like it's a bunch of Iowa kids. Like it's not going to be super high level. But um, actually, Allie Lamberson, I think she's at USC now. She just was like. Uh, I see some potential, like, come on out to California. And I don't think that if that ever happened, I would probably play in beach here. But, um, yeah, if it weren't for my mom signing me up for that thing, three hours there and back, um, I probably would never even be, like, this far in beach volleyball. I got two natties now. Like, it just kind of seems to all be connected. But um, I just remember driving home from that tryout, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy. Like, couldn't even barely believe it. And, uh yeah, I just think it's crazy how far I've come just from that. So, yeah. As you got in, more involved with beach volleyball, per se, I read something that you, you were a little fretful over, over passing, <laughs> that you were a little cringing over, over, over that aspect of your game. How did you desensitize yourself to that fear? Uh, you just got to keep getting the reps, honestly. Um, yeah, I was when I was just starting playing beach, I was a middle blocker in indoor and middle blockers never pass and so I was like uh don't serve me the ball please don't serve me the ball and um no you just it's just like coaches like my mom my mom is very involved in my volleyball career obviously but 
she would be like, make sure you go in, get more servant pass, more servant pass. And I was like, okay. And, um, it's just something you work at, like constantly and constantly you work at it. And I would go in for extra reps. I'd stay late for extra reps and you just pass and pass and pass and you just get used to the ball on your platform. And then you go to the beach and you pass, it's different on the beach. So you got to pass and pass and pass and you just keep working on it. And the more you work on it, the better it gets. And so now I'm like, please serve me the ball. (laughs) Give me the ball. I want to pass it. I want to hit the ball. So yeah, it's just, it's a process. I think we can all see that your mom is the real MVP here and what she's done for you. So because you've become so comfortable with passing in indoors, you're now a six rotation player, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And to come to UCLA from from Iowa, when you had offers from Midwest powerhouses like Nebraska, what ultimately attracted you to come here? Um, well, the first time I visited UCLA, I immediately fell in love with this place. I, uh, I was walking around with um, my mom came with me and my dad and I was walking around and they were like, hey, like, it's the first one. Don't get to like don't get too overwhelmed by like this place. I know it's like pretty and everything, but just like you, we got a few more places to visit. And I was like, okay, sure. And I visited like five more schools in California. And then I went back home and I was like, okay, but I really liked UCLA, but maybe it's just cause like the first one I saw or whatever. But um, ultimately when I made my decision, it was because of, yes, this place is beautiful. We I think we have one of the most beautiful campuses in the country, but um, it's just like the people are amazing. The coaches were just so nice. Um, the academics, like getting a, de- a degree from UCLA is just like very honorable. That's amazing. Um, we're by the beach. I get to play beach and indoor at two top, like top programs in the nation. And there was just so many things that just, it was like uncomparable to so many different schools. And then I think the biggest thing for me was having the John Wooden philosophy as a background also. And like, no other school can claim that. Like, that is our thing. And just like having that pyramid of success and starting from the bottom and working up in like each of those blocks are so important to an athletic career or like athletes everywhere should incorporate that into their lives. And I think having that like right at my disposal was amazing. And that's just like something I could not pass up. So. John Wooden wrote a, a lot of books. When are you writing your first first book? And can we all get a signed copy? Oh, gosh. Um, that'd be pretty cool if I had a book. Um, maybe I'll start working on that. But I think I still got a lot more ex- things to experience. And I think if I had to write it, I would have to have a lot of a lot of features in it of people and like things they've said and taught me throughout the years because... Uh, you truly just don't do it alone. There's so many people helping you through it. So, yeah. And I got a feeling that book would have your mom included in a lot of that book. Shout out to Crystal. Shout out to Mac May for joining (laughs) us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. By the way, Mac May's Bruins beat USC and Arizona State last week. So the UCLA volleyball program is trending in the right direction. Now that football team better take suit, and we look forward to seeing you at the Rose Bowl on Saturday. Let's get that win, Bruin fans. Until then, I will catch you on Monday. Enjoy the game. Cross your fingers and toes, and let's try to get a win here because I'm calling it 35-17. For Locked on Bruins, have a great weekend. I'm Brian Fenley.